Hello friends, it's T. It is, I think, Monday, no, Tuesday? Tuesday. I'm losing track of the days of the week. That tells you what kind of surreal, not normal time I'm in. And you're probably in one of those too. Right now I'm tucked away behind some very fragrant manzanita bushes, the red manzanita we have here in Middle Oregon Territory. There's little tiny pink flowers starting to come out. The sun is shining right through these green leaves and red stems. It's extraordinary. I'm like, I'm on this hill by myself, but nearby-ish, my son and my husband and my son's friends and their dad, they're all sledding. They're hollering and sledding and they're having a very organized snowball fight because my son wanted to do it that way. None of this chaos of just throwing snowballs. Nope, there must be forts. There will be a starting time. Interesting. So that's where I am. And my day... My last 24 hours has been up, and it's been down, and it's been up, and it's been down. Ah, I pulled some cards today when I was at my angstiest. I had a wonderful walk earlier with my friend Susan, and we kept our social distance. We did air hugs, and we, and my son, and her dog... We went on a nice journey, and I had a great time with her. But this morning I was anxious, and last night I was anxious after having gone to do errands out and about in the world where people were trying to buy toilet paper and there wasn't any, etc. <sighs> so, what did I do about this? Well, this morning I decided that I wouldn't turn on my computer and that was helpful. However, my husband showed me that our friend and illustrator, Carson Ellis, had posted a prompt to her Instagram so that people could paint or draw or somehow respond to this creative prompt. So I ended up doing that. I sat there. I'm not really a visual artist by any means, but I sat there and I drew and I added paint and I allowed that to just be the only thing that needed to be done. My son was in the other room figuring out how to play Beethoven's Ninth on a keyboard, picking out the dun 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 dun. Um, and so it was nice to make that painting, and it was nice to go on a walk with a friend. And then in the afternoon, I just, my mood just dove down again. And I, I really felt like how this peculiar time, my moods are like this anyway, right? I'm bipolar and perimenopausal, <laughs> right? My moods are prone to not staying where anybody can predict where they're going to go next. But when I sat and thought about that, when I thought about how how this whole virus situation looks, depending just on my mood. I'm going to squeak through the snow here. 
walking through the snow. The sun's moved, I'm cold. Um, I just felt this deep sense of, you know, angsty, conflicted, ness. The part of me that wants to take this all in stride and recognize the beauty that's all around me. The part of me that can roll with the changes and that assumes, that trusts somehow everything will work out okay. If our income dips because of this, well, whatever. Somehow that'll be fine later. If my parents, who decided to go to their bowling league and bowl with a bunch of other old and or elderly people who wanted to go bowling, who didn't stay home so that they wouldn't spread this virus around, if they end up getting really sick, clogging up the hospitals and or dying, that's got to be okay somehow, too. And part of me can roll with that. Part of me sees the bigger picture. Part of me sees that these trees around me right here on this sledding hill, some of them have died in the drought. Some of them are, they're just leaners. They're leaning into it. And next time I come up here, probably one of them will be down. In an earlier tarot reading, I mentioned that these ponderosa pines can be, I think I said like two or three stories tall, but they're much taller, some of them. Some of these are more like eight, nine-story buildings. And these suckers can die and fall, and so can we. How is that okay? And what do you do with your daily life? Should I be pretending to be a mom or pretending to be a worker bee who doesn't really have enough work to do right now? Should I hole up and write a book somewhere? Well, that's pretty hard to do when you have a kid at home from school. And even if they're a creative child who can keep themselves amused a lot, they're going to come and knock on your door a lot or not even bother to knock. And we're doing a bunch of cleaning protocols and things. Who am I? What the hell am I doing? That was my day. So I pulled some cards. The cards were funny. I didn't use the Burning Tarot deck today. I used the uh, Smith Rider, the Centennial Edition. And right when I was feeling my most... I pulled the Five of Wands. And this, I thought, was kind of perfect. The Five of Wands shows five young people in their kind of pseudo-late medieval, early renaissance um, outfits with carrying large staves, you know, staffs, and they're fighting each other. And it doesn't look like a fight to the death. It looks like it's a match. It's a game. And the wands carry our spirit. The wands correspond to the element of fire. They're good for youthful, initiatory expeditions. And it does not feel good to be in that state of conflict. In this case, I think it's a lot of inner conflict. But there's also a sense of, well, maybe we like conflict sometimes, right? Especially in the form of a game or a a match. You know, who who do I get to actually, like, arm wrestle when it's, like, me versus a virus versus an entire society that's actually totally crazy? Late capitalism doesn't work. 
The American healthcare system certainly doesn't work. Ah! So there's nobody to fight there, but internally, maybe, maybe it's really just me and a gang, a gang of youths, and we just want to throw down and have a, have, have a wrestling match, bring out our big staffs and try to defend ourselves and try to go on the offense. Ugh. I decided to pull some more cards around the five of wands because I thought that's a perfect card for me right now. I'm conflicted. I don't know what the heck I'm doing or thinking or why I'm upset about it. So I decided to pull two influence cards and a suggestion. Um, This is usually done as a three-card reading, and it started off with a friend and client of mine. I pulled some cards for her and developed this reading. Two influences and a suggestion. So as I'm dealing with this conflict, and I asked the cards for this to be a reading for all of us today, even though I'm totally just talking about me, I was like, this will be our card for today. Five of wands, blah! Um, I pulled two very fine cards as the two influences crossing over that five of wands. And they're both from the major arcana, so they carry a lot of weight. One is the chariot, and the other is the lovers. So if we're dealing with this inner conflict and watching how our inner conflicts kind of play out around us in society as basically this shit goes down in this uh, pseudo-apocalyptic virus fever frenzy, the one influence tells us the chariot, get a grip on your reins. You really are being tugged in two different directions, and that's why it feels like conflict. It really is. But you're in a position, you are we, each of us. Each of us is a charioteer. And if we stay firm and we exert discipline upon our horses, Picture two horses in front of you. You're in a little Roman chariot. If we can keep those heading in the same direction and provide them with the encouragement and discipline in a kind way, right? Leadership. Provide the leadership for our own little chariot. We can move forward and we can feel good about it. And it does, it's a, it requires a lot of balance. And it requires forward motion, which is interesting because there's a lot of uncertainty in this lockdown time and a feeling of not moving at all. The chariot suggests there is movement going on, but a lot of it might be internal or hard to chart on a map. And the charioteer part of ourselves can really handle this. So I was cheered to see that card. Because I'm like, I do have an internal charioteer who can handle this stuff, man. And I'm going to call on that part of myself to pick up the reins and uh, get the show on the road. The other influence crossing it is the lovers. And that's interesting, too, because the lovers depicts, hey, you know, two lovers, depending on which version of the card you're looking at. Um... But that's one way of depicting 
depicting it and thinking about it is to say Adam and Eve, or two people who are in love, staring into each other's eyes. It's masculine and feminine, two different energies. And I don't mean to... Um, doesn't matter whether it's actual biological male and female. Don't want to worry about gender binary problems in everyday life here. In our traditions uh, of Western esoteric traditions, the masculine and feminine principles are very important. It's, uh, it's important to acknowledge that there's different types of energy, and these are two important ones. And I think that this card, the lovers, shows us the possibilities in bringing those two energies together. What happens? Male plus female equals what? Equals baby, right? That's the grand metaphor of alchemy. Is that the masculine principle plus the feminine principle creates an entire separate third-party thing. Oh my goodness, is the sun really going down over that hill? I better... Get down the hill I'm on. Okay. We're walking through the snow on a very steep hill. It's a wonderfully fragrant manzanita. So, the lovers, I thought. Well, that's interesting because we've got the charioteer holding on to, you know, a couple of horses or a couple of swans, whoever's pulling the chariot. And then the lovers have these two energy forces as well. So I feel like we're being called... To crash through the manzanita um, and to recognize where we can best harness our what might feel like opposing energies, opposing forces that are making us feel uh, static and stuck and conflicted and generally stressed out. What happens if you actually bring them together in your mind or in your ritual practice? But if you bring together the energies and use them, I don't know, but I'm going to try. Uh, equinox is coming up. We're going to have a labyrinth walk with safe social distance here in my little town. I think I'll have an altar and do a ritual there. And, and equinox is a great time for acknowledging that the day and the night are just about equal at this time of year. So we're balancing dark and light, and metaphorically we can also be balancing these masculine and feminine energies. And I, I'm not going to blather about that too much, but you can, you can just have your own thoughts about how you would want to interpret the word masculine, the word feminine. So the final card completely threw me. I was like, alright, so we're working with these energies. We're dealing with our Five of Wands conflicty stuff. And here's these two influences. Well, what, dear tarot cards, can I have a suggestion about how we might proceed? How we might proceed, given that we know these two influences are going to be working on us and we're going to have all this conflict. What should we do? You guys, I pulled the fucking tower. So if you're not a tarot nerd, you're like, the tower? Okay, whatever. The tower card depicts a tower being struck by lightning, its top uh, being struck down and falling, 
people falling out of the tower, not unlike the footage you saw during 9-11. Kings and queens and crowns, it's all just toppling. There was a black sky behind the tower. Wow. This is exactly the kind of card someone might pull. If a plague were to happen, or a war, uh, or if it's in one's own family, a big accident that forever changes one's life. Thinking of different times the tower has been pulled. And in this case, this is me asking the tarot, what should I think about? What should we do? Contemplate, think about, move toward. And it's saying, (laughs) move toward the plague, move toward the disaster, move toward everything that's really changing. People who read tarot um, primarily with an esoteric bent, like they're not really looking for guidance in mundane life, they want to read it on a magical level, they often really wish they would pull the tower. Because the tower suggests things can change. And inside us are some really powerful forces. And we can bring them, like part of how we release those forces is by encouraging or accepting massive change, including destruction. Through destruction, we reveal open spaces. And in those open spaces, we're allowed to rebuild something new for ourselves. So I was not happy to see the tower, I will say that. I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) The tower standing atop all this, no. But I thought about the position of it in the reading. Dear Tarot, what is your suggestion? I think the Tarot is saying, let the shit topple. Let it fall down. Be there with the crumbling. The crumbling that's in us as we recognize our own weaknesses, as we are challenged in new ways. Really be there with them. That's what I hear the tarot saying. And the external world, the parts of our society that are broken, the parts of our leadership, the heads that are crowned that perhaps should not be, If that stuff's toppling down, it's scary, but it's also interesting. What if we were really there for our own demise? Or for the demise of our current way of viewing things? What if we need to dismantle some of our beliefs and our everyday habits in order to see what we really are right now? For me... Uh, Some of my everyday habits have been quite disturbed by all these happenings. Others, not so much. I'm a writer. I take walks. That hasn't changed. But this card made me think, it's, it's time for me to... not to shy away from the difficult bits of this, but to recognize that they're going to open up open up, maybe not directly into beauty all the time, but into a spaciousness. A spaciousness where I can exercise my own authority and leadership and work with my 
opposing and conflicting energies and just see what the hell happens next. It's hard to do that when you're in your everyday grind. Moving forward, doing everything the way you did it yesterday, aiming towards coherent goals. Oh, I see the snowballs flying. (laughs) My husband is a very good snowball fighter. The kids are screaming and running. So there's my positive spin on the tower. Sometimes you just got to watch stuff crash down. I'm going to work on that. I hope that you find this reading encouraging in some way, not just depressing and whiny. (laughs) And um, since I've only sent this link around to people who know me, you know that I am bipolar, right? Uh, I want to reassure you, I don't seem to be having any signs of actual um, manic depressive danger. So please don't worry. Um, And I'm having lots of other health things, but they're all minor and just painful and annoying. I'm fine. I just want to reassure people. I've had a couple folks get worried about me. I'm okay. I'm just a little angsty. And I have a lot of love for you, my friends, far away and close by. And I'll come back in a day or two. I'll come back on the equinox and post another one of these. All right. Much love. Bye.